Hello, and welcome to Sunflower Sutras. I am your host, Tara. To start off today's episode, I would like to read John Milton's Sonnet on His Blindness. When I consider how my light is spent, ere half my days in this dark world and wide, and that one talent, which is death to hide, lodged with me useless, though my soul more bent to serve therewith my maker, and present my true account, lest he, returning chide, doth God exact day labor, light denied? I fondly ask, but patience to prevent, that murmur soon replies, God doth not need bear his mild yoke. They serve him best, his state is kingly. Thousands at his bidding speed, and post over land and ocean without rest, they also serve who only stand and wait. This episode is going to be a little different, and I realize that I realize every time that I say that. But this time, I guess like previous times, I mean it. But this one is extra different. You see, this episode is a mystery. I was going to do the Unsolved Mysteries intro, acapella style, just little doo-doo-doots, but then I actually looked it up, uh, not relying on my 20-year memory, and realized it was just a tid too complicated for my very dumb and fat German tongue. So I decided, no. But it's still a mystery. See, today, I'm bringing forth to you, our wonderful listeners, a mystery that you could possibly help me with. Do I have selfish intentions? Definitely. Is this going to be a somewhat offensive topic? Probably to some people, but those people I don't care much for. You see, today I want to talk with you about a spoken word group that has faded from any recollection of any source that I've looked through for days upon days upon maybe a week at most now. Today I'm going to discuss with you the psychic sluts. Let me give you a setting. One and a half weeks ago, my bedroom, coming close to 1 a.m., I'm scouring through YouTube video after YouTube video going down the YouTube rabbit hole. I'm looking for weirder and weirder videos, but I'm trying to keep something thematic, something to keep my productivity in high spirits. I'm not finding luck going through these short documentaries that are cute, are grainy in quality, kind of grungy, but they're only like seven minutes tops. And then I stumble upon my holy grail. You see, this video is called Step Up and Be Vocal. It's a documentary about queer punk in San Francisco, and it was made in 2001, filmed in, I believe, 98 and 99. And I know within the first two minutes of watching this video, oh yes, this is what I've been looking for all night. I think to myself, it's mostly just going to be punk bands. It's mostly just going to be radical, crusty people, maybe some zinesters. It's just going to be the expected thing. And then they show up. We cut from a interview with the lead singer of the local punk band Tribe 8 to this group, this group of about four individuals, and they're in this weird warehouse and they're doing this spoken word performance. It's this like acapella thing. They're clapping and making their own rhythm. 
They're decked out in a full kinkster regalia. They have spandex and leather, tits nearly popping out, mohawks and death hawks and completely shaved heads. And there is just this silence I'm immediately taken in. I stop everything I'm doing. It's very counterproductive because obviously I wanted something nice to play in the background while I'm working on collaging and writing. But this is just too much. I just have to. And they start doing this piece, this beautiful piece about ancestral women and the Holocaust. And I'd never seen anything like this before in my life. They cut to the couch where they're talking after the show. And I'm hooked on every single word. And it cuts back to another performance, just the two of them of that group. They're doing a piece on surviving and healing after sexual abuse. And they have this masochistic display, this ritual as they described it, pouring candle wax and sensual rubbing of each other. And it's, it's beautiful. It's disturbing and beautiful. And their words just cut every single line, just cut through me. And I loved it. And I decided as soon as the documentary was over, because they were only in a very short section of the documentary, I needed to find out all of the information I could about the psychic sluts. Who were these people? Where can I buy their books? Because obviously they have books by this point. It's been over 20 years since this was filmed. And I go to Google and I can't find anything. And I'm very disappointed. So I start resorting to other sites. I think, hmm, this might just be niche enough that I could find something on Tumblr. And for people who aren't familiar with Tumblr, I'm not going to tell you what the site is. It's just, right now, it's just a hot dumpster fire. But it's my dumpster fire. But more importantly, it's become a more conservative dumpster fire. And if you look for keywords like anything sexual, even if it's for positive educational purposes, you're not going to get anything because that's dirty. So the fact that they're named the Psychic Sluts meant every single search I tried to do there blocked. Multiple other sites had the exact same problem. I found a lot of pings for a local band here in Kansas that I've actually heard perform live before called The Sluts. They're pretty cool. Punk band. I like their stuff. They had a really cool cover of uh, I Want to Be Your Dog by the Stooges. But not what I'm looking for. So I try to find any information I can. Every single thing that at all relates to that actual group just goes back to the documentary I watched. And I find out more information about the documentary because I think maybe if I go back far enough, I can go forward with the new information. All I can find is that this film has a really unique genesis. This film was made, I presume, by film students, but they were German and they were vacationing in America. Their names were... Ute Bullish and Sandra Ortman. And I can barely find anything on them. So this might have just been like a one-time project for them. And I start to get really sad because I want more. I think, okay, I can Google queer performance groups and I'm just not getting this at all. I look through everything I can. Huffington Post's articles on queer performance groups you have to know now, and all of these other things on Jezebel, and nothing. It's like they don't exist. 
And unfortunately, even on the YouTube original source, that documentary itself, every other individual who took part in that documentary is named, except for the Psychic Sluts. I just really want to watch more. What's especially enticing that's making me pang so hard is that because it's a documentary, you don't see their full performances. It's just a snippet of both of those performances, so I don't even get to see the full poem. And I really want to see the full poem. And so, if you couldn't already tell, I'm enthralled. And I really want to find out as much as I can. They are performers, presumably in their mid to late 20s in the San Francisco Bay Area. The group comprised of somewhere between four to six members. I don't know their identities, like how they prefer to be referred to nowadays, so I'm not going to say, like, oh, this many men, this many women, but if you or someone you know has any information on the whereabouts of the psychic sluts, call, well, don't call me, but send us an email or feel free to hit up any of our numerous social medias. And now that our unsolved mystery segment of the show is finished, we are now on to our listener submission, although that is a listener submission with a bit of an asterisk. See, this time I'm going to be reading poetry from Ryan Thompson. Ryan Thompson is the editor of the Sunflower Sutras program. Hi. <laughs> that was so faint. <laughs> <laughs> he is a... He is currently dying from bronchitis. A graduate of Washburn University, he holds a degree in English, which he is still trying to figure out what he wants to do with. He's a singer, a guitar slinger, and a DM. He has 39 children. <laughs> All bastards. <laughs> they can't make official claims to the throne. But they all have his nose, so it's kind of like, uh, you can tell. <laughs> I, just ripped off my D &D game. I would say more about Ryan, but he is currently blushing and I don't want me to make him collapse because he's already very weak from bronchitis. My life as a cashier, or... I hope you never know the pain of blowing your nose in a paper towel on a Sunday morning. You know what, God? I never would have agreed to work on the Sabbath if I knew you were going to be so vindictive about it. It is ten in the morning, which is an ungodly hour for any decent person. I have a cold, so that means I should probably not work, but no one else is working. This makes all the hours mine. All the money is mine, yay! Sadly, I have no Kleenex. I blow my nose with paper. It's not very attractive, but it is very painful. So I guess it evens out. If it won't scan, it, it is free. You are very clever, sir. I like how nothing is priced. It makes me feel powerful. To decide costs on a whim. If it weren't for that damn joke, if it won't scan, is it free? You are very funny, ma'am. I get a call from my dad. I miss it, so he texts me. Call now. It's about Gma. I let the customers wait. I am unfireable. I step into the back room. It went bad. 
She has two days. Honestly, I'm relieved. I thought she had already died. I go open plastic bags, as that is the Hashir's zen. Become one with the litter. If it won't scan, is it free? I would appreciate it if you would please fuck yourself. I mean that literally. Kindly detach your penis and shove it up your asshole. I don't know about you, but I'm going to die someday. Francis Bacon has a knack for painting reflections. Certainly my pasty, chubby, hysterically screaming face has yet to be so delightfully captured by camera as it has been in figure with meat. And to think that I had not even been born yet. It even portrays the floating carcasses looming behind me, the ones no one acknowledges or talks about. Those never show up in photos. People ask me about them all the time, or at least they would if they acknowledged or talked about them. I don't like seeing them, to be honest. I no longer look over my shoulders, which makes driving a challenge. But it's all fine. Goddamn, it's fine. Thank you very much for submitting your poetry to the show, Ryan. I hope you can hear this at some point in the future. You know I can. I hope that you're a regular listener and enjoy our program and all of its wonderful episodes. <laughs> they were wonderfully edited by this person, uh, coincidentally also named Ryan Thompson. So quiet, he's like a bunny. It's like a little baby bunny in a box, people. Can you you can barely hear it, huh? <coughs> Except for that. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> and this is the part where we're going to be promoting our Patreon. As you can tell, we probably are in need of more money for this boy to get a new lung. Thank you all for listening. If you like the show, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash sunflower sutras. Or support us directly on Patreon at patreon.com slash sutras. Speaking of Patreon, we'd like to give a special thanks to E. Campson, Heather Aranda, Katie, and poet Jen Harris for helping us keep this show going. If you would like to see your own work featured on the show, please send us a message on Facebook. Or if Facebook isn't quite your style, you can email us at tara.bartley at yahoo.com. That's tara, T-A-R-A dot Bartley. B-A-R-T-L-E-Y at yahoo.com. Song of full and farewell. <coughs> I am Bronco. <laughs>